Hang on. Hang on. Halt. Might be a podcast, the song by song podcast about the greatest band of all time. They might be giants. I'm your host, Greg Simpson. And returning to the show of bands, Braid, Hey Mercedes, and many more, it is Mr. Bob Nana. And we are going to talk about the classic pink album song, Nothing's Gonna Change My Clothes. All the people are so happy now, their heads are caving in. I'm glad they are a snowman with protective rubber skin. But every little thing's a domino that falls on different dots and crashes into everything that tries to make it stop. And the mirror, it reflects a tiny dancing skeleton surrounded by a fleshy overcoat and swaddling a furry. An elastic mask, a pair of shiny marble dice Some people call them snake eyes But to me they look like mice And nothing's smelling like a rose But I don't care if no one's coming up for air Cause I know nothing's gonna change my clothes Ever anymore Hello Bob Thank you for having me back Yeah man, third third episode You've, you've done... A regular weekly episode. You've done a live episode. Yeah, coming back again. You're a you're a veteran of the podcast at this point. Yeah, I think so. And I was really lucky and fortunate to get nothing's going to change my clothes because most of the pink album was taken. Yeah. When in fact a lot of the early stuff in general was taken, and then I saw it was open, and I was a little surprised because I do quite enjoy this song. Yeah, there are. Um... Well, yeah, let me first refer people back to the, the Erase episode was where, uh, if, if you guys don't know uh, about Bob's uh, resume, the Erase episode we played, Braid Clips, Hey Mercedes Clips, we may have played some other stuff too. I'm not sure what all we... It's forever ago, dude. This is like the 105th episode I've recorded. <laughs> it's all blur. Mm-hmm. But people should go listen to the race episode, and uh, Bob also talks about his um, how he got into the band, and and then he was also on the roundtable uh, for the Birdhouse in Your Soul episode in Chicago. Since uh, you're in Chicago, what what uh, right. what area are you in precisely? I live in the Ukrainian village. Nice. I actually had some yeah, I had some friends that lived there. They don't anymore. But um, yeah, it's you know it's kind of between west. It's like straight west uh, on Chicago Avenue. So it's like Chicago and Western, south of Bucktown, east right. of Humboldt Park, south of Heaven. 
No, it's a joke. <laughs> Almost heaven, West Virginia. Exactly. Um, and I already made that joke with Justin McElroy. He was in. He's actually in West Virginia. Um, yeah, I, I I miss Chicago. I've been in Indiana for so long now, though. Mm-hmm. We're probably staying here with the wife having tenure and all that. We're probably staying put, but we're only two and a half hours away. I'm actually going to be coming. Not so bad. Gonna be going back to uh, good old Arlington Heights, Action Heights, and uh, <laughs> that's where I grew up. And then Cars in Aurora, Cars' uh, sister just had a baby, and we're oh. gonna go at some sort of safe distance. Yeah, some sort of safe distance. Meet the baby and have our daughter meet uh, her new cousin. Exactly. I did. I did a similar family uh, a holiday party yesterday with a lot of the weird sort of keeping distance and stuff yeah. too but it so fun. it was it was an in-person thing yeah it was everyone just uh arms lengths you know Ooh, yeah like like in gym class when you're about to do the you know uh jumping, jumping jacks, jacks you put right. your everyone puts their arms out <laughs> exactly are you you're in your basement you're in your basement there right yeah is that a basement uh-huh. Did you get any water last night? I'm just curious. No, we actually just had. Well, it's very messy with cables from recording drums, but we oh got boy, new you don't want any water on that floor. We well, this is. It actually just looks like wood, but this is actually only about six months old. We had a French drain put in because mm. we had leaking, and we used to every time it thunderstormed. We used to love storms, but since we've lived in this house, we're just like, oh my god, we're gonna have to shop vac. The shop vac's coming out tomorrow. <laughs> Fuck. Are you? Do you get water in your place? I don't. I mean, I, I live on the third floor. There, I have a storage space downstairs that has equipment and stuff in it, but I keep them keep everything pretty raised. I, you know, yeah. growing up in Chicago, I'm used to basements flooding, so I try and keep stuff off the floor. The reason why I asked is, you know, it was a horrible rainstorm yesterday, and Mark Rose, my friend and business partner, he, his new newer home, his basement completely flooded. It was like shooting up like a fountain from the floor oh my god yeah. wow luckily he was downstairs when it happened so he was able to start to scramble so like cartoonishly like sticking fingers in different you know leaks and, just, <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. and eventually you got toes in other leaks you know yeah <laughs> stretched all across the room yeah we never had much more than uh like little it was more leaks and like little puddles it never you never got like the complete coverage of the floor with water so okay. you know the amps are on casters all the you know, drum stuff's up on stands. So it was, there was never really anything, yeah. you know. And, like, my cables, they're made for, like, beer spilling on them and all that kind of stuff. Just make sure the ends don't get wet and you're usually okay. But yeah. Yeah, it's been rainy as hell. Um, I think the worst thing about, like, a lot of the flooding in Chicago you get is, like, when you get huge snow, snowstorms, and then it melts, and then all that just seeps into the ground and in, into everybody's basements. It's a shame, and I mean, it seems like they should have figured out how to stop this by now. <laughs> yeah, the, the the craziest thing about this house is we actually have two basements. So this the original part of this house was built in 1896, and it's got like the dungeon basement, like okay. the old. There's the old like coal room where the furnace used to be, all that, uh, and it, like stone wall, stone foundation. Um, and then they built on an addition to the back of the house, and I don't know if for some structural reason they decided not to connect. They, they were going to make one huge basement, and they're like, oh, I don't think we can. So the 1990s basement was the one that leaks. The 1890s basement, bone dry. 
Yeah, so exactly. That's American sounds, craftsmanship. Sounds about right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but yeah, we were, we were talking about... Um, so we've, we've, we've played people um, on their race episode. We've played them a whole bunch of classic Bob Dan Eclipse. Now, you okay. said that in quarantine here, you've been on a creative streak and a collaborative streak. Yes. Is yes. there anything you can tell us about, um, or is it all very secret right now? Well, it depends. Um, like I said, a bunch of collaboration stuff that I cannot disclose, but one thing that I, I am doing right now that I'm, that I'm pretty psyched about <clears throat> is uh, on July 10th, my, I have a solo record coming out. Ooh called celebration states and the one of the songs is called mr albatross kind of sounds like a they have a giant song title doesn't it uh, yeah um, yeah yeah but uh um <laughs> there should the be label, like dr albatross <laughs> yeah, exactly um the label that's putting it out is this label new granada in florida mm. and they asked me you know if i w- would be interested in maybe filming a video um, while i was home uh, you know, in, in quarantine and stuff like that. And, you know, some sort of like you know, amateur video. And I thought I had this crazy conceptual idea, which is some, I usually get crazy conceptual ideas and then ho- maybe somehow try and like finish them. I, I, this reminds me of something else. Let me yeah. write it down. Oh, look who's here. Oh, oh, get up. Yep. There, there we go. Got the tail. There. <laughs> Taking pictures of the kitty. Meow, meow. Oh. Yeah, she might hang out a little bit, although she can't lay on my notes. I got notes. <laughs> Bob comes um, correct with notes. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, just so, don't end the call. Because that's what my daughter does, is just finds the the button, whatever it is that'll end the call, and, and hits it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, uh... So, yeah, for this um, song, what I decided to do is that it was before May started. I thought, well, I'm going to split this song, Mr. Albatross, into 31 basically equal parts. <laughs> okay. And then film. Wait, every how day. long is the song? Uh, three, a little over three minutes, maybe. Okay, okay. So, yeah, basically, I just went through the whole song and made little cut points, thirty, actually thirty of them, so that it would, I would um, film each section every day. So on May first is the first ten seconds or whatever of the song, and I'm playing in the living room, and uh-huh. then for the next day, the camera moves slightly, like almost moves like two feet forward. Uh huh. And then there's there's the second day section, and then it moves two feet forward again, and there's the third day. And so what happens is, well, a few things is, um, I shaved right at the beginning, so <laughs> you know you'll be able to see throughout this. So I filmed my day already today, which is the yeah. right now. We're, you got some nice stubble going. Exactly May 18th. Yeah. Um, but what it's where where the camera's actually going to lead me from the living room is out the back door. So on May 31st, when the song ends, I'm going to walk outside. And you'll be so full full lumberjack by that I'll point. be full lumberjack, but I'll also be ready to get back out into the world. Yeah. But That's anyway, cool. it's been really fun. As you could probably guess, Beans here, my cat, makes it into like every shot. <laughs> yeah. She just knows where to go. What's going on over here? 
Uh, yeah, it's rough. But also it's fun because I could play with every every single day, basically. Every day's shot ha- is going to have like something kind of Easter egg-y in it. Yeah. No, that, so you, you can be able to great. look at each thing and then, and then find a thing. But what was funny is I was listening to, and I'm, we must have maybe not talked about this, or else I listened to it after the Erase one, but your... Um, podcast about she's an angel uh-huh. with Francis Quinlan. Yep. Um, I recorded that song, my cover of that song, like w- like in 2001. But I uploaded them in 20 whatever 10 or something like that. Uh, so uh-huh. I think you had said I just did it, but it was actually like yeah. 10 years old. So, okay. Yeah. Just all of those. It. All yeah. I, I basically have a long story. I have a hundred songs I need to cover. I think you, I've made a told you about this, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm slowly getting through them. In fact, right now I'm working on um, Deacon Blues by Steely Dan, which is a song, oh. one of the songs I remember. But I mean, I, because it's so technically wild and wacky, Yeah, I'm um, re, I'm doing sort of a re-imagining of it, my own little sort of arrangement. Sure, sure. Yeah. Well, that, that's, that's the best kind of cover anyway. If it's yeah. note for note, you know. Yeah, it's like karaoke. Yeah, exactly. You know, Ian's people... hanging out now, by the way. She's relaxed with me and she's going to oh, sit. Oh, what a sweetie. Oh, look at that face. Look at that kitty face. That's a sweet kitty. Yeah, she <laughs> is. I, I got a little shot of the, the kitty face. Good, great. Our, our dog just scares away the cats now. We used to have lap kitties, but now they're, uh, they just kind of go wherever they can be free of the dog. Yeah. Our, hopefully, when our dog gets older and calms down, the kitties can. Well, Re- regain control of the home. Nibbler's going on fifteen, so uh, hopefully Lila comes mm. on quickly, or uh, I don't know. Hopefully she's yeah. got some more years in her. She's in good shape right now. Yeah, big fluffy, uh, long haired black cat. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, I just had I had a cat. Um, I had two cats up until the end of March. Um, I had a cat that I had to put down because she got sick. She was nineteen. Oh, oh wow. She was really old, but. Like I got speaking of two thousand one, I I adopted her in two thousand one with my then girlfriend. So oh man, yeah man. Well, she, that cat's lived a big, amazing life. She was in California for a while. She lived in she, she was just everywhere. Yeah, lived with dogs, lived with other cats. Resilient. <laughs> Wait, you you lived in California? She, my girlfriend lived in California. Okay, so all right. So she she took the cat there. And we were still see. together for a little while while she was in California and I was here. Okay, I see, I see. And yeah, then she took the cat and like kept the cat after we broke up. And then it was like eight, nine years later, she hit me up on Facebook and asked if I could take the cat back. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I said, sure. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I look back at pictures of Nibbler when we adopted her. Yeah. And I look like a goddamn baby. I mean... Yeah, it was the 2005. Wow. Yeah, 2005 when we got her. I, yeah, pre-mustache, pre, uh, I don't know, just like baby face. Huh. Not that long out of college. Yeah. yeah. Oh, these animals. Yeah, they, they, they stick around for for such a long time. Long yeah. enough for us to become really attached to them. Of course. Um, but not long enough that, you know, throughout our human lifetime, we have to say goodbye to so many pets. That's a shame. Yeah. Yeah. Sucks. 
but hey, let's get let's get like Elvis Costello said, let's get happy. Uh, let's talk yes. about <laughs> they might be giants. Your your full history of the of fandom on the band is uh, on the Erase episode, but we talked about how um, you had heard. Um, so you were hip to the whole dial a song thing when a race came out and oh, all yeah. that, and you've 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 kept up with the band. But now we're going way back to the yeah. first album, and I'm trying to remember again because my memory is horrible. But was the Pink album? The f- I I know you were hi- you were hip to them pretty early on, but was Lincoln the first one you heard, or had you heard Lincoln. the? Okay, so then you, you only had to go back one record. Yes. Then. So you've known the I Pink Elm for This forever. album was what, 85, 86? 86. Okay. The Pink one, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yep, yep. First played February 13th, 1986. Uh, surprisingly, only 118 known performances, according to the wiki. But they have of this so song? many songs. Yes, of Nothing's Gonna Change My Clothes. And you found one from 2013. Yeah, that one actually was... They, they did... Um, I'm not sure if they did a full tour of it, but they, yeah, they recorded a full a full concert of them doing the entire first album. Uh, it, it's pretty great. There's some other great performances and a lot of great banter. They have, you know, their their banter is amazing. But I remember specifically <laughs> on the Rabid Child episode, um, Linnell's like, "So we're playing these songs from the first album. We had to go and listen to it. We didn't yeah. just know them." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> having to relearn your own songs. I mean, when you write that many, I mean, you've written a shitload of songs and the new ones, you know, the ones you haven't played in years, yeah. they get kind of pushed out of your, you know. Well, there's, maybe... yeah, you're right. There's a, there are a few things that are working in my favor for the old songs. And I've sort of now done something for the new songs to make sure I don't um, forget them. Like for the past, I maybe seven to eight years of songs I've written, I've made sure to, film a video of me of me playing them just Ooh. to the camera uh-huh. so I can you can see what I'm playing because see, otherwise sometimes yeah. you listen back to the songs you're like what the hell was I what is this well, I, I, I that's a weird chord I wouldn't play that but what's cool about um uh and I've been doing some sort of uh, some video tutorials of some of the old braid songs and Hamer Sadie songs on my patreon page oh fun um what's cool is a lot of the old songs, you can find like a YouTube video of Braid or, or playing it. So yeah. you can sort of like zoom in, you know, quote unquote, <laughs> on, my, on my hands to see like, oh, yeah. why is my hand there <laughs> at this point in time? And yeah, so it's really, it's super helpful. You're referring that, to your own old videos that someone else took of you. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because, yeah, you're known for using all these crazy chords. I'm not that creative with, I, I mean, I still consider myself a drummer who's kind of you know, faking it on guitar, but like, I, you know, I'm just using like standard shit, open chords, bar chords, all that. Like on occasion, I'll come up with something weird, but not that often. But yeah, for your songs, it's like, you might've invented some weird fingering, like just for that, you know, you just come up with some weird little arpeggio thing and be like, that's uh okay. That's the song. But then if you don't use that exact thing in some other song and then you don't play that song for a decade. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> make, make your own tutorials of your, your own songs for future you. Yeah, that's what I do. That's a good idea. That's what I do. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing with guitar, too. Like, you can play the same note on so many different strings on different frets. Mm-hmm. You know, even with even the same octave of the same note, there's so many different placements for it. Yeah. You're like, all right, I found that note, but wait, that doesn't make sense for the next note or whatever. 
Exactly. Or many times I've been, I was, I would do that and just say to myself, like, well, this sounds right. There's no way I would play this, this chord. Like, it's just not right. Like, even all the crazy chords that don't seem to make sense in the progression of the song, whether mm-hmm. it's just a move, some movement of the shape up and down the, the fretboard or something like that. But yeah, sometimes you're just like, there's no way I did not play this. Then you right. got to figure out what I did play. Right. Yeah. 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 Or you might be able to figure out that same combination in notes, but it's, yeah, it's at the wrong, it's using the wrong yeah. strings on the wrong fret. And then you're like, I can't get to the next thing. Right. Because you were making the right notes, but in the wrong place. Exactly. <laughs> and, um, so, so yeah, back to the, uh, uh, the pink album now coming in so early to the band, it might not have seemed that weird to you, but like looking back on it, their first album is probably their weirdest. I mean, it's still got mm. the pop hits. Um, right. And I think nothing's going to change my clothes. Almost kind of straddles that line uh, where they're finding that sweet spot between, you know, where they were melding weird elements with, with poppy elements. Right. I don't know. Would, would, would you disagree with that statement? Do you think it's one of their weirdest or um, maybe it's just sat with you for so long. It just, it doesn't seem weird. I mean, I, I feel like, yeah, I, I mean, weird in a good way. You know, yeah, of course, weird thing. in a good way, but also weird for his time, for sure. Mm-hmm. It was definitely quirky. Um, and you know, the fandom doesn't like that word, you know, when we're, oh, really? And I'm just letting you, <laughs> I'm just letting you know, quirky. Wow. <laughs> I, I think it's something that like maybe pitchfork used in a, in a, a derogatory sense towards them and like. You know, Pitchfork has only reviewed like a handful of their albums, yeah. and they don't didn't like any of them. But mm. you know, fuck them. But yeah, Quirky has become well, like one I'm of those like lazy that. critics. Where, no, 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 that, that's fine. That's fine. I I found myself I had used it on Punk News at, at one point about the spine or something, and I'm like, oh my god, so yeah, embarrassed. I, that's I a banished that, word. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I wouldn't say it's their weirdest because they they almost didn't have the um, runway to get weird i think because okay. they were probably you know it's their first record so it's their introduction to the world they it seemed like they were dealing with limited a limited palette of things at their disposal key, you know keyboards and drum right. machines and stuff like that um so they i mean it's sort of this you know bit like a mix of, of two guys having fun mm-hmm. making fun songs but also you know, being, you know, with making songs that had some sort of pop sensibility and hooks and stuff like that. So it's not like an experimental album or like a, so weird that you wouldn't recommend it to a, maybe a newbie who's never heard They Might Be Giants and here play, you know, Don't Let Start or, some, or something. And, uh, or what's another? But, I mean, think about, I mean, like I said, Rabbit Child, Chess Piece Face, Toddler Highway. I think these these would really confuse someone. Whereas, like, if you played the Spine, which is just like full of rockers, yeah. Someone who is into, I don't even know what what do normal people listen to. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, they're like, oh, this is a nice pop rock song. You know, experimental film. You know, right. Uh, but then you put on hideaway folk family or 32 footsteps to be like, what the fuck is going on? This is creeping me out. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I think 
Yeah. It, it, as, as a debut album, it's a statement for sure. But yeah. again, it, sometimes it sounds, it sounds like less weird and more just two guys having fun to me. Yeah. Like, and then also using all of the, you know, all the things that they had at their disposal, you know, in their dorm room or whatever. And it, it does always sound fun. I never, um, it never comes across that they're trying really hard to be weird. It's yeah. just that's naturally just their default, you know. <laughs> it's just to be weird and amuse themselves. Yeah, and I mean, not to jump too much ahead, but you sent me the demo version of the song. They're cl- well, yeah. He's clearly just having fun. He's just having fun. All the people are so happy now. Their heads are caving in. Glad they are a snowman with protective rubber skin But every little thing's a domino that falls on different dots And crashes into everything that tries to make it stop And the mirror it reflects a tiny dancing skeleton Surrounded by a fleshy overcoat and swaddled in A furry hat, elastic mask, a pair of shiny marble dice Some people call them snake eyes, but to me they look like mice Nothing smelling like a rose But I don't care if no one's coming up for air I know nothing's gonna change my clothes ever anymore Yeah, the, the demo is Yeah, it's it's great and, and really it's not that different from it's what not. ended up on the album and it's actually technically I sent you the one it was I, I labeled it as nineteen eighty five demo tape. Um they actually put out a bunch of tapes right at the beginning that are all just like slight variations. So there's if you if you're on the wiki, um on the chronology tab, it has the the first one, nothing's gonna change my clothes, nineteen eighty five demo tape, uh runtime a minute and forty nine seconds. And then on the nineteen eighty five promotional demo tape number one which is a different thing there's a version that's a minute and 55 seconds where it has that little hi-hat count off which okay. then appears on the album version so you might have noticed the demo just goes oh the people are yeah. so, well while the album one is has the little jazzy thing so and then there is um, you know, I was having trouble finding this, but apparently their their backing track, the the rhythm section, uh, backing track was was leaked out at some point. So that mm. is listed as a version, as there's an instrumental version, um, or I guess guitar lists and keyboard lists. You know, the drums, um, and then the minute fifty nine uh, version that came out on the Pink Elm. So technically, that was the fourth. <laughs> version of the song that was actually on the album that's amazing and it's crazy that it almost sounds like it sounds very close you know there's some distinct differences but otherwise it's pretty close yeah they they really know they really knew what they wanted to do and those demos i i'm trying to remember let's see that was that demo recorded by hold on let me see here was that Bill Krauss or was that? Because on the demo tape, it's the closer. It's track twenty three oh. on the demo tape, um, which has shit from. I mean, it goes all the way to. It has stuff like 
which describes how you're feeling, which doesn't appear till Apollo 18. Oh, wow. Um, has, I mean, a lot of things that ended up B-sides um, or EP tracks, rather, um, songs that have never appeared anywhere else. Like, have you ever heard Hell Hotel? No. <laughs> yeah. See, like, for a guy who's been into the band forever, like, I'm still finding stuff out through this podcast. I'm like, how have I never heard this song before? Hell True. Hotel. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could send you the whole, uh, I got, I could zip the whole demo tape for you if you want that. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Full thing. Yeah, it's 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 a fun listen, but so they they knew how they wanted it to sound. So even when into when they went into the studio proper, they already knew like their their vision, and even with their limited palette, like you said, the stuff at their disposal, they didn't want to like, for example, like hire a real session drummer. Like mm-hmm. the sound of that drum machine makes these songs like. You know, we're going to play a version with a human drummer on it later with Marty drumming on it. But the the like a drum machine playing a jazzy beat is just hilarious <laughs> to me. Just yeah, enjoy. it just doesn't it's something off about it <laughs> and not in a good way. Those those you know what? Those computers cannot swing. Yeah. <laughs> beep boop ba, boop beep. Uh, <laughs> Write that down. That's the song title. The computers cannot swing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the drum machine really dates this album. Like, by the time they got to Flood and Apollo, I think there were probably people that heard Flood and didn't realize it was a drum machine. Mm. Whereas it's almost hard to not know this is a drum machine, like, at this point. Yeah. Um, and just in those few years, like, from them writing the song in 85 up to, you know, Flood in 1990, the drum machine technology improved quite a bit. Yeah, for sure. But I love the drum machine on this song. Yeah, and it must be, well, I mean, uh, it was probably wild for the drummer to have to learn the live, you know, a live drummer to learn it in 2013, and maybe you as well, um, to be like, <laughs> what? Like, it's then it, then it becomes like a weird, like meta, like twice removed, right? You've got a drum machine trying to swing like a, like a loungy jazz drummer. And then now you've got a drummer who's trying to mimic the, <laughs> the computer that cannot swing. Yeah. 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 So you've already alluded to, yes, we, you and I are doing a cover and I was drumming when I, the drum track I sent to you, I was drumming along with the original and I was trying to embellish it a little bit. Um, but still like I wanted it to sound human, but still keep that, like that rigid swung, yeah. Eighth note, like a jazz drummer, you know, people who are musicians will know the difference between a straight eighth and a swung eighth, but like a jazz drummer, it's still, it's not going to be exactly the same every time because you'd lose the the soul of it. And that's exactly what, you know, drum machines don't have a soul. <laughs> and for them, that it's a, a exact, it's never, it's unwavering. And drumming along with that was just so bizarre. It must have been. It, it was be. tricky. You it's did tricky. a great job, though. Thank you. Are you, you going to do that beginning thing? Yeah, like I was just using that as my count off. Um, yeah. There definitely should be something there. Um, yeah, obviously I'll, you wouldn't use the I'll original. I'll put in a little something. Okay, okay. okay. I'll put in a little something. Um, yeah, yeah. But but at that point, that was just like my two measures to prep before I jumped in. <laughs> sure, yeah. Yeah. And you did great. For such a short song, there's a lot, go- there's a lot going on. 
a lot going on. That that ending, I'd say, is my favorite part. The dun, 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 yeah. dun, dun, dun. but then it slows down a little bit. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Again, so they're they're pushing the limits of that drum machine. They're like, man, you got to put a put a, a retardando. You just hit the retardando button, exactly. which I'm sure is a button on that that drum machine. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to remember which drum machine this is. There are people that are fans that like my pal Mike Buffington, who would be able to tell me he's probably shouting at the podcast right now it's the yamaha or it's the roland i and i just have trouble remembering the um whatever the numbers and letters that make up the name of the drum machine yeah um maybe i'll figure it out as we go they don't list it they should list it on the credits like they should list the drummer on the wiki credits as that specific drum machine because there were a couple of them that they're using during this era okay yeah i mean they should or at least on the they might be giants wiki exactly right um and this one, so the proper album version was recorded by Bill Krause, but he really does stay true to their aesthetic and I think just kind of probably just stays out of the way for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, and what what else do you like? So we're talking a lot about the drums. What else do you like about the musical elements of the song before we get into the lyrics? Um, there's, there's so much going on. Like even when I was kind of picking it apart a little bit to find the little guitar licks and things that are in there. Uh-huh. Um, I missed one. You know, I missed the one. What's so hats are caving in. Like that. <laughs> missed it. Missed it. It, it, really, it really came out in the live version you sent me. I mean, it's all there. But, like, it's, it's very complicated musically. There's a lot of weird syncopated elements even in like the baseline which i'm assuming is a synthesizer in the in the recording oh yeah most definitely no obviously yeah i mean and i don't hear a ton of guitar in the i guess i mean it's it's not front and center in the actual it's a lot of synthesized sounds mm. and also like there's a weird key change that happens at, during every verse right Oh, is there? I haven't even looked at the guitar tab yet. I, I'm going to lay down some bass on our cover, but I haven't looked at it yet. So we got. So it starts in E. Every little thing's a domino. That's a different key, and then it goes back to E. Yeah. I. You know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Every John Linnell song, it's like because it's got G sharps and G's, C sharp yep. minors and C's. Yeah, because that that every little thing's a domino is C G and C. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn keyboardists, they're just making it hard on the on Yeah, Flansburg's just like, forget it. Yeah. <laughs> no. <They'll just> go, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, right when yeah. <laughs> Is that is that even guitar in the original? It's such a weird little thing. Yeah, I don't yeah, I don't know. I would have to listen real closely to it. Obviously in the live version it is. Yeah. yeah, right, right, right. Uh, but yeah, in the Elm version, like, I mean, it could be the synthesizer with the with the bender with yep. the with the wheel. You know, it's hard to tell. But that's what's so great about this, and even even to this day, they're still following the rule that like, uh, the arrangement is whatever best fits the song. And I keep coming across songs where like, oh. Flansburg isn't even on this track on the record right. or Linnell isn't even on this track on the record. They're not like their, their ego isn't to where like, well, I got to play something on this. Right. You know, I'm in the band too, which uh, is cool. But I mean, I think that's, that's pretty rare where you'll see one of the founding members just kind of 
sit out a track yeah. on the record. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. And I mean, if we're not, you know, in terms of the vocal delivery, there's a lot to say about, I, you know, listening to the demo and that live version was kind of enlightening because I, you know, the song has that sort of natural, you know, like a, it, it has a natural swing, but it also like moves like, kind of weirdly effortlessly effortlessly the people are so happy now their heads are came it's just like a nice lilt and then obviously the um chorus is like kind of lounge singer almost nothing <laughs> yeah. smelling like a rose or like i don't care yeah, yeah like elvisy <laughs> and stuff and i always liked i always liked that in the um you know the recorded version that i knew because it was a just it was a such a distinct difference from how he sang the verses right but that's not the case in the demo in the live version. In the demo, he lounges the hell out of the second verse, like to the point yep. where he's just kind of purposely slurring. The words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, uh, yeah, as I was re-listening to this stuff. Today, I'll be honest, I, was... I didn't like it. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I wanted, well, I, well, I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm just used to what I'm used to. I got right, exactly. That's, that's exactly what I was, was going to say. But yeah, he's almost like even straight up changing the rhythms, like. Um, like what is it? It's on the demo where he almost straightens it up a little bit more. Like he's lounging it up, but he also lines up the downbeats a little better. Where yeah. in the, um, I'm thinking more of the, the chorus actually. Yeah, now. rose. Um, he says nothing yeah, sounds like a rose. Rose, right? Yeah. But then he does it on the live version. I noticed. He, yeah, he reverts back to the the rhythm of the vocals on the demo in 2013. Instead of the way he does it on the pink album, nothing smelling like a rose, where he's jumping on the and. It sort of makes me think, and whatever, this is just conjecture, that nothing smelling like a rose was the suggestion of the producer. Do you know what I mean? To sing it like that, maybe? And then, you know, but the way he wrote it was the other way. And so that's just the way he naturally will sing it. Yeah, screw you, Bill Cross. I'm going back to the way I wanted it to be. Exactly. Now look at me. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe while performing it, that was just it just felt easier to that just synced up better with his hands on the keyboard. You know what? Right that's now. another that's another possibility. It might just have been hard to actually play and sing that vocal in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're gonna take a quick break to hear from one of our podcast friends. Hello, person who probably doesn't already listen to my podcast. Obviously, this podcast 
insert podcast name here, is phenomenal because you otherwise wouldn't be listening to it. But you haven't heard phenomenality, yes, that's a word, until you check out my podcast, The Dictionary, which you should definitely do as soon as this episode is done. In each episode, I read a handful of words in the dictionary, along with their definitions, and I'll often add some of my personal thoughts to keep it a little bit more interesting. It can even be used as a sleeping aid. Episodes are family-friendly and short, about 10 to 15 minutes, and air every single day. So, if you're a word nerd, go check out The Dictionary, available on many podcast platforms. Should we talk about the lyrics? I think we should. How about that first line, man? <laughs> Although people are so happy now, their heads are caving in. This right. is like the quintessential way for a They Might Be Giant song to start. <laughs> Sounding yes. happy and being about something morbid, right? He just lays it right out there. People are so happy. Right. Their heads are caving in. <laughs> yeah. it's it, it. Yes, I agree. And then the line about the that there's snowman with protective rubber skin. In the... <laughs> You know, looking at the song as a whole, I feel like, you know, the narrator of the song is commenting on what he sees during that verse. And then the second verse, when it's like the mirror reflects this thing, which is him, right? Uh, uh, so the second okay. part is him. So, but what's interesting then when you think about the first part is he's looking at it and it's like, everybody's so happy, but they're dumb. Uh-huh. And then they're, um, they're, but they're actually a snowman with protective skin. So like they're actually frail inside and can right. melt at any moment, but they've got this protective veneer of like, you know, keeping them uh, upright and whatever, upstanding, mm-hmm. looking, looking good. Right. So, and then the domino part is maybe just a, um, an allusion to that whole facade sort of crashing down. But that was an interesting thing because what I did was I was looking at um, one weird, like there's only really one interpretation that somebody put on the They Might Be Giants wiki page. And it was about a locker room. Oh, I hadn't even looked at these yet. Okay, a locker room. Let me find this one. Yeah, and sort of like he, this guy used to um, sing the song in the locker room to annoy people. <laughs> and he was like thinking, well, it's, you know, it's sort of like, takes place in a locker room like nothing's smelling like a rose nothing's going to change my clothes Uh (laughs) and then it just got me thinking well maybe this is a song that's about body image right it's about being happy in your own skin to be like hey i'm looking at myself in the mirror i'm a dancing skeleton i'm skinny and goofy yeah and i wear a hat and a mask and marble dice and some some people think they're weird but I think they're cool and um skinny skeleton um but yet he's cool with the way he's dressing wow. he's wearing a furry hat mm-hmm. a pair of dice people can call him whatever they want but he is he's sort of comfortable in his own skin and also his own and also like by extension his own clothes so he's just saying like nothing's ever gonna change my clothes mm. that's so sort of the yeah, I mean, Linnell's a skinny dude. Is this actually coming from a, a point of, you know, a little bit of self-doubt, a young Linnell, but then being like, screw it, guys, this is me. I got my band, got my Flansburg, we're doing our thing. Got my furry hat. 
Yeah, got my hat. <laughs> and I'm just the way I am, and nothing's going to change me. Yeah, just there's something of... about turtlenecks in here, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. If it really about Linnell, there'd be a, a turtleneck involved. Yeah. Um, just, yeah. There's a shitload of interpretations on here. I hadn't even, you know. Oh, there are? Maybe I looked at the wrong thing. Whew. Um. Well, there's, I mean, I'm just scrolling and scrolling. There's a lot of tiny ones. I was trying to find the, the locker room one. I mean, okay. you explained it. I clearly it looked, well. at the, I looked at the wrong thing. But it's a good well, thing because I then interpolated that into, or interpreted that it as being, like I said, about somebody yeah. being comfortable in their own skin. Wait, so what did you click on? What were you looking at? Uh, Is there I an can... interpretations tab on, like, the demo version or something? Uh, Some shit, hidden little... Me... And I'm looking at, oh, shit. I clicked on discussion. Oh, so I was looking at discussion on the right. I, I did not see. click on interpretations. Oh, boy. Well, I think you just, like, still just created the best interpretation. Yeah, even just, like, uh, scrolling through these. I, you know, the human body is water, whatever. I, I just, I, I, here, here we go. Yeah. Like we're born the way we are. We can't change it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah. I'll agree with somebody saying that's about ignorance. See, I nailed it. I didn't even look at this. Now, what do you make of the, the Beatles thing? Because right on the main page of the song, yeah. um, in, in the trivia section, which this still, I, it, it's a likely thing. Even this isn't a, isn't a fact. Nothing's going to change my clothes instead of gonna. Nothing's going to change my clothes. The song's original title. Likely a reference to the iconic line, nothing's going to change my world mm-hmm. from across the universe by the Beatles. Do you think that's likely or is this just like they might be Giants fans just uh, drawing a straws here? Um, Because I've seen they might be Giants do things like this before, like for instance, Welcome to the Jungle. <laughs> right. Remember that, you know, that song, uh-huh. Welcome to the Jungle Gym. Yep. Or like, We Want a Rock. We Want a Rock. Right, right. Or what was the other one? Or even like, We're the Replacements. Um, so these are, They Might Be Giants, take, they're not necessarily songs about, they're definitely not songs about Guns N' Roses or right. the Replacements maybe is that like, We Want a Rock isn't about Twisted Sister or something like that. But <laughs> pro, what I'm assuming is maybe John Linnell even maybe just heard that line, nothing's going to change my world and thought it'd be funny if it was nothing's going to change my clothes. It's almost like, and it's, I'm assuming that this is another no, no in the world of being like giants fans. <laughs> what? what? But it's almost like it, it's almost <laughs> like a, a weird Al interpretation oh. of a song. We all love Weird Al. That's 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 acceptable. But you know what I we mean. So it's like, it. yeah. oh, nothing's going to change my world. How about nothing's going to change my clothes? That's funny. Right. right. But then, but then, like, you also back it up with it, then. But the song isn't funny. The song's not really. Right. I mean, I guess there are goofy um, images in it, but it's not like it, if you dig down, it's a pretty serious song. I, I think with both the Johns, especially Linnell, just like one word can inspire a song. Like, and I always go I to agree. to bangs. You know, yeah, like because like you just think, you know, he could have just heard someone, you know, uh, wife or relative or whatever. Like I'm thinking about getting bangs. We're like bangs, you say, 
gets goes down to the keyboard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and it's like it's kind of about bangs, but it's out other. You know, there's there's more going on there. While this, yeah, probably just something like that's going to change my clothes, and then off to the races, and there's exactly. Yep. Right. That's what I think. And also, weird Yankee, but also guided by voices, sort of has that sort of vibe too, sure. where he'll he'll misread something, and then that just will become the, a title of the song. Yeah. Um. I can't think of any offhand. I mean. Is there one that comes to mind? Uh, there was one. There was in their documentary. He was talking about it. He was just talking about seeing a thing that said "Motor Works" or something like that. But he thought it said "Motor Pranks," so he wrote a song called "Motor Pranks." I'm sure there are other examples of that in the yeah. canon, but that was one that he specifically called out in this documentary. Nice. <laughs> I haven't. I haven't seen. What's the name of the documentary? Um, Watch me jumpstart. Okay. All right. I just watched it's, the. It's um, kind of older. It's like, right? Yeah. I just got around to watching the uh, the magnetic fields. Yeah, I just watched that. that. Really I watched it last year or the year before. And they just put out that new record. Very. Huh. Yeah. Talk about a massive undertaking. A song for every year of Stephen Barrett's life. No, That's man. Insane. They just put out a record last. They put out a record three days ago. Quickie. Wait, three days ago. Oh my god! It's called okay. Quickies. Each song is under two minutes, I think. <laughs> Quickies. All right, we're gonna need to hang up now so I can go listen to it. Now I will definitely be listening to that tomorrow. I love the Magnetic Fields, yeah. um, and uh, they're another band that almost I could feel like I could start a podcast about. But because it, it, he's just like like the John Stephen Mayer is just one of those guys where just like trying to like crack through that exterior, like what's really going on yeah. in there. Yeah. Is it's so you know he's such an interesting character, um, and like well he he tells you things about what he's doing, but is he fucking with you mm-hmm. or is that really what's going on? And that's kind of what the Johns like to do too, where they they might they might explain a song to you, but that's probably not really what it means, right? Um, and you know with Stephen <laughs> Merritt, you know he's he just has this wry delivery where you're just like. Yeah, is he fucking with me or is this actually true? Does he really <laughs> write songs in a bar, like in bars or? It was, yeah, like it was yeah. like loud well, music, dance a, music. Yeah. yeah, like he's writing a song with other music going in the background, just like at like his favorite gay bar. They're just like, yeah, you know, and he's he's there like with writing coffee or whatever, writing. It's just like the book, the book of love, writing the book of love. Oh, yeah, yeah. Talking about another really prolific guy. So good. Um, yeah, I think, you know, Robert Pollard comes up uh, a lot in my mind when I think of he, I, I believe, is maybe the only songwriter still going that has written more songs. I mean, they've, he's written more songs than they might be giants, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. Oh, Which is thousands. nuts. And that's just him. I mean, he had, you know, Tobin um, wrote Strong. songs too, but I think just, I think just, Pollard by himself has written more than yeah, and, I and think combined. Guided by Voices has put out officially a hundred records at least. <laughs> I think because they just recently had some sort of celebration about that, but wow. that doesn't even count all of his side projects and stuff. Right, right, yeah. or his spoken word albums of just banter. Yeah, which I haven't heard. <laughs> I'll, I, pa- I, I'll pass. Yeah, yeah that, that's all right. Though what I do want to hear is is um, because they might be giants like they put out 
you know, severe tire damage was like back in the CD era. There was like an official live album. Yeah. Now they kind of kick out live albums every once in a while, like this this first album live, and they'll keep in some banter, but I. F- they trim out too much because they're known for banter. If you go to YouTube and you look up their songs, there's typically like three minutes of banter before they actually start the song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you said you've you've seen them. Yes. Yeah? Yes. Their banter is fantastic and they get political. They're very left leaning. They curse. But then every time you hear like a record come out, even just a digital live record or whatever, that's all been trimmed away. They cut it off, yeah. Yeah. Like there might be a little bit, but they don't like I want to I just want to hear it all. And you'll hear you're you'll you know, they're bootlegs and they encourage bootlegs at this point. They're yeah. okay with people bringing recorders in. But I would like an official live album that has like that E explicit logo next to it because they just curse up a storm <laughs> not in the songs, but in between the songs. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think just the the way the lyrics like you like Loungy, I never really thought of it as a, a never used that adjective before until you you brought that up about it being kind of a loungy um, chorus and the nothing smelling like smelling like a rose. That line just combined with the way that Linnell sings it is just like Mwah. it's just like yeah something so perfect about that um, and that they might be giants perfectness of like the 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 little bit of comedy on top. If no one's coming up for air, I know nothing's going to change my clothes. And just like exactly like thinking about like, like a locker room or whatever, mm-hmm. a stinky locker room. There's that little bit of comedy. Um, and then there's the dark comedy that they're so happy their heads are caving in. There's just all the layers in the short little song. There's all those. It ticks all those John Linnell boxes for me in these yeah, lyrics. Definitely. And, you know, uh, one thing I'll, I'll one other thing I'll mention is that weird little, we were talking about how complex the song is, especially for being so short. There's mm-hmm. that one little weird, I mean, you could call it mathy, I suppose, part <laughs> that comes up after the chorus and at the end, like the do, 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 you know, uh-huh. where you, you sort of get lost in it. But I just had to learn it, and I, now I understand it. But yeah. What's the because in the guitar tab? I'm just looking at the the guitar tab on the wiki. Yeah. That it doesn't have those notes. I mean, it kind of goes chromatic a little bit, right? I it mean, does, I, yeah. But then it, yeah. it goes up one. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what's yeah? It drops and, it, and then goes back up and then yeah. And it's yeah, and so it makes sense when you figure it out. Then, but in the context of the song, I oh uh, that was a part where I always was happy to get lost. It. Yeah, and, and the rhythm of it too, because after coming out of this robotic swing, it goes into. I mean, I don't know if it's so weird. It's a different it, time signature, you know. It almost goes into yeah, like a three against four kind of thing, uh, almost. So like if the main tempo, because I was drumming along with the original, I didn't try to like set a click track and do it. Because I'm like, I'll just drive myself bonkers if I did that, um, or try to like sing it in my head or whatever. I'm like, yeah. I'll just drum along with the song. But like, it's so fucked up against like the original. Like, if there was a click going, click, 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 because it's super fast. Do do yeah right. It's it's a it's bizarre. I mean, I don't know if it's it's like a half note triplet or something. Like you're fitting three half notes into a bar or something. It's this weird hemiola where. Yeah, you're crossing measures at the original tempo. You're crossing them in very weird yeah. ways through these, this warped rhythm. 
It's it's really interesting, and like I said, you get lost in it. the 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 thing I thought of just now when you were you were doing that was the beginning of that. I don't know if you know that national song, "Fake Empire." Yeah, same thing. There's like the the one hand on the piano is doing the dun 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 dun, and another one is doing like a a, a straight beat. So there's like it's like kind of two time signatures battling each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like yeah. that. Yeah, that's one of those rites of passage where you know, drummer, that you can do the three against right. two. Yeah, you know, get that full, you know, the limb separation. Um, but yeah, moving that kind of thing over to a piano is a, a, a would is a pretty cool idea. I'll drop in a little clip of that for people that don't know the national. Super late tonight Picking apples Making pies Put a little something In our lemonade And take it with us We're half awake In a fake empire We're half awake In a fake empire The other thing I think we should mention is the yell at the end. Oh, of course. I'm not sure if that was on your list of things to address. Well, what? Okay. So yeah, because right before we started taping this, uh, you sent me uh, what you have recorded so far over my drums and you do the yell at the end. What the hell are you yelling? What is the yell? I just yell in the, is he saying something on the album version? It doesn't sound like he's saying anything, but in the live Version or in the demo version, he's saying no. He say nothing. He says nothing's going to change my clothes again. Right. And in the live version, it's awesome because he just goes, yeah. He just says yeah, <laughs> which is so cool. I love. I I love that. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, please. Stand- but it's also cool that they realize like that's. Oh, that's a part of the song that you cannot omit. So when I was doing this cover of it, I was like, I can't omit that. No, as much as I don't want to yell like loud in my apartment, I can't omit that part. <laughs> so did you do that kind of thing? Like where you get up close to the mic and you just make it sound like a yell, but you're not really loud. Or did you just, I yelled, I yelled. Nice. Did Were people like banging on the, like the old lady with a broom handle, like knocking against your, the people that live below me are um, elderly, but they're also very hard of hearing. So they'll, they'll play <laughs> anytime they're listening to music or the, the news or TV. They listen to, they watch Maury Povich a lot. I hear you are the father a lot, loud, really loud. <laughs> you they listen are to televangelists too. Oh no. I'm just like, oh my. And it's usually, but it's usually, a, you know, between maybe like four, four and seven. And then it, then, then it's, there's nothing, but yeah. So they're they bad. What I'm getting at is, I could yell up here, and they probably wouldn't hear. Right, right. Yeah, you could uh, record some, uh, you know, like Gregory Hines style, like tap dancing routine, and record that <laughs> as a percussion. Right. Well, I'm going to work on something for the Gregory Hines podcast that I'm going to be interviewed for next week. It's called Hines Sight. Hines Sight. Love it. 
Love it. Should, should we get to... Um, I think we got to save our cover for last. You sure. Save the, save the best for last. Let's let's talk about these other covers. This, this yeah. first link I sent you, Adam yeah. Rivera, I am releasing an episode with this guy uh, tomorrow. We did Unpronounceable off of Glean. All right. Uh, he is a notable... Um, member of the fan community. He actually oh. just launched this um by the time this airs it may hit the Kickstarter may be over, but he puts together a whole legit um tribute CD. He actually does hard copy CDs. It's a double disc CD. It's called uh They Pay Tribute. He mm-hmm. pays the licensing fees like it's all above board and he makes all this sick merch. Um I'm going to have a couple tracks on it, but he does he like goes to the nines it's not mm. just like you know you'll, there, there's a lot of cool tribute uh compilations out there that the fan community puts together and they just go on Bandcamp. yeah but he's going double disc the one disc is all flans covers and the other disc is all linnell song covers oh that's cool yeah yeah um so this is adam rivera though it is on the youtube channel of someone named angela brett but adam rivera on the joko cruise uh the jonathan colton cruise 2019, which They Might Be Giants actually performed at. So here he's doing Nothing's Gonna Change My Clothes on a cruise that is full of They Might Be Giants fans. So he knew, you know, his audience. take on it i liked it uh he did uh the interesting stop he did it like he did like stops in there i noticed right to sync up with the uh well i thought just i think they're just dramatic pauses right right i noticed that he does not do the climb correctly he just repeats Uh the (laughs) it's okay hey it's okay hold on i'll hit him up on facebook oh he's oh (laughs) Are you gonna call him right now and complain? No, um, no, no, no. It it was really well done. Um, but the one thing I didn't, because I, I must not have made it to the end of that, nor the end of the other two. Do any three of these covers you sent me? Do they scream at the end? Hold on, let's check. Let's check. I hope so. I mean, with well, all I this furious, so. all this furious strumming, I I would think it would have to end with a yell. No, he ends it with a little kind of gentle strum. He didn't, uh, oh, oh didn't yeah. do the scream. Okay. You know, it's a, you know, you and I, you know, both grown up, with, you know, in the realm of punk rock. You know, coming up in punk rock bands, yes. you can't be afraid to scream. You know. No, we'd be afraid. You, you sometimes you need to scream. 
Yeah. Just gotta mm-hmm. let it out, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm so angry at my mom right now. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I love the, the just the furious strumming that he does on that one. You know, yeah. when it's just you and, and I kind of default to this too, and you've done tons of solo performances and stuff. I don't know if you default to this, but if it's just me with an acoustic guitar, and again, it probably comes back to me being a drummer. Um, it's kind of that Jay Maskus thing where you play the guitar as if you were playing the drums sure. and just bash the shit out of it. You're like, I'm the only one making any noise up here, so I just have to really just dig into it. Um, and, and you make it percussive, uh, too. As much. Yeah, exactly. Right. Adam's version is super quick drumming. And I love it. Again, as a Mountain Goats fan, super aggressive acoustic strumming i'm a big fan <laughs> let's kick it to the next cover yeah and this one let's see the youtube channel is athens horse party which at first glance that's at house party but it's horse party yes on, on youtube all the people are so happy now their heads are cleaning in I'm glad they are a snowman with protected rubber skin But every little thing's a domino that falls on different dots And crashes into everything that tries to make them stop And the mirror it reflects its tiny dancing skeleton Surrounded by a fleshy overcoat and swaddled in A furry hat, elastic mask, a pair of shiny marble dice Some people call them snake eyes, but to me they look like mice and uh this one i like the uh the just because it's really just audio but you got like a fender amp with a glowing yeah, like a light bright or something. It looks like. <laughs> I mean, is that? Oh, is that? I mean, they're horse party, but it kind of looks like a horse. What is that? I th- I thought it was a horse. Yeah. yeah. But also, he's the drum beat is consistent throughout the whole thing on this one. I noticed. <laughs> it's like this little jitter. It's, and it's like samba almost. <laughs> it's the a tiny little one dollar keyboard. You hit the samba setting and just jack the tempo all the way up. And again, I didn't listen to this. Does he scream at the end? Let, let's find out because I'm forgetting as well. Yeah, this drum machine is just insane. It's almost only hi-hat, it feels like. <laughs> he seems to do the climb, right? Yeah, he does. Scream, dude. He didn't scream! Oh. Well, I gave him... I... They're messing up. I gave him the first thumbs up on this this video. There's only there's 105 views on that, and I gave it its first thumbs up. Because uh, still, I mean, I think covering a song is, I think this would be considered a deep cut at this point in their catalog. Don't you think? Yeah, probably. I guess, but it's on that first album, so I think a lot of people will know all of the songs on that first album when you know, especially the people that got into them early because there wasn't a ton of catalog to get into. So they could get into basically all of it, but yeah, I would for now. Yeah, I would say yeah, deep cut. But at this point in the YouTube era, with all of the stuff that's come before that, if someone's like, "I'm gonna cover the Might Be Giant song," you know, we're doing it. But mm-hmm. how many people are gonna be like, "That's the one"? I mean, <laughs> not many. 
I don't know. I mean, I want to hear like, oh, like, man, can you imagine like, um, but it's tough. Go like back in a time like machine and hear like, you know, Buddy Rich drumming on this song. That's what yeah. I'm hearing. <laughs> well, people wouldn't wouldn't choose this one because there's not it's not it doesn't really have traditional instruments in it too that you can mm-hmm. really I don't know I mean I guess you could do this quiet introspective acoustic version of it but you know what I mean like <laughs> right <laughs> if you're a band it's almost daunting to hear this and be like I don't know how we're gonna cover this yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um. But that, that's, I, uh, we, uh, I like challenge. Well, we're doing it. Now, yeah, we're doing it. So th- then this next one, there's many things that are confusing to me about this one. Uh, yeah. Maxstar, Maxstar, uh, Mac I don't even know how to say the YouTube channel. Maxstar, Light Select, TMBP. Now, TMBP, I've, I'm TMBP, this might be a podcast, but this is TMB-P. And... Yeah, and then it also has TMBU cover. What does that mean? Nothing's going to change my clothes. L-O-R Jones. What does that mean? I don't know what any of this means. No. And then in the description, I have a few other covers with other U-T-A-U-S, all caps. What is that? I don't know. I mean, should we be Googling this stuff? Is this worth finding out? It seems like... I think U-T-A-U, is that like a... Because it seems like a robot or something singing it. Right. That's the kind of stuff I like to play. Oh, Utah Japanese singing synthesizer application. Oh, okay. All right. But what's L.O.R. Jones? I don't know. Yeah, this is a whole bunch of computer stuff that I don't understand. I'm just reading this YouTube description. It just doesn't make any sense to me. It says, unique are Utah banks recorded using my rec list. All my usits can be, I, I have no idea, can yeah. be changed and don't require credit. Um, some sort of weird electronic way of making music that I don't understand. I mean, I know MIDI and I understand chiptune to a degree, but this is like some other thing. It looks like he does or she does or they do where your eyes don't go as well. I see. Did you click over to their channels that are there somewhere? Well, I searched for Laura Jones and under videos, it, it shows some of the videos and it seems like there's those two. I see where your eyes don't go. They'll need a crane, Thunderbird, till my head falls off. Yeah, okay, this punch. is a hardcore uh, team fan. fan. Oh wow, yeah, I'm gonna have to listen to some more of these. It was mainly just like it's just like fascinating to me, and like this this just since I didn't understand it, it was fascinating. Yeah, 
but there's something very oh you know what i'm looking at max star and the uh-huh. word after that is celestial backwards what you see yeah in fact you could say it all backwards and then it's celestial rat scam I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just so wacky. The vocals are amazing because I—I yeah. I mean, I know we talked about a, a chip tune a little bit when we when we did the erase episode. But are you are you a fan of this kind of like? I mean, we talked about the original, a robot trying to swing. Now yeah. here we've got even more robotic. Are you are you a fan of something like this? I'm not. I am not. Yeah, <laughs> he is not. <laughs> But as far as mixing up the covers, you know, because usually if I'm going for a song that is heavily covered and this song is not heavily covered, yep. um, you'll find 12 covers of uh, a guy or a gal with an acoustic guitar. Yep. So then I'm like, okay, what's the best one of those? And then maybe mm-hmm. you'll find a couple of a guy at a piano. Okay, what's the best one of those? Yeah. Then if I can find the chip tune or a MIDI version or like on occasion you'll get ones where it's like, I made an industrial cover or I did a metal cover. Those yeah. are the ones I'm always like just hoping for. So something like this, just with how off the wall it is, I'm all about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. So let's introduce our cover a little bit. We've been hinting sure. at it the entire time. Um, so like I had said, I, I, I drummed along just with the original, dropped it into to Ableton, let that little hi-hat be the, the count off. I'll... Um, put something a little weird in there. And I I still feel like I need to tweak my drums a little bit, but when you sent me back just today, what you played over it, um, yep. it made my drum sound better. So, <laughs> <you're> just, <laughs> no. you know, like, Hey, it doesn't sound as sloppy anymore. It was playing against the drum machine. I think hearing it against the original hearing like drums, real drums, battling fake drums yeah. was just like messing with my brain. But once yeah, that, that went away, uh, so how many, um, is there more than one acoustic track in there? Yeah, there's two acoustic guitars, two lead vocals. There's two background vocals where I did the yo, yeah. which is an interesting <laughs> thing we didn't really talk about. What the hell is that? Yo, that seems yo. very John Flansbergy, doesn't it? The yo. Yeah. I don't but- know why. I don't believe he's listed as a vocalist on this song, oh, but it so does sound like him. It does. He's listed as only guitar. All right, but yeah. So then, um, and then I did the I did a harmony in the chorus because I I just was like I think I would like to sing a harmony here. Oh, it makes total sense. Did two? I did a lot of tracks. So like normally, when I do home recording, I'll double everything just yeah. so that yeah, just so that there's like a little bit of bulk there. I'm of the Beach Boys school, so I will double every everything. Yeah. Um, make it real thick. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it sounds great, especially when you're doing acoustic guitars. Um, either you're doing... Do you use multiple mics when you record acoustic at home? No. Or just one? Just one? Just one. Yeah. So then doubling up. Because if you, if you record with like a bridge mic and a neck mic and then pan those, you can kind of get a similar kind oh, of feel. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, I sort of like the one there's a little bit of, you know, like difference between the takes, whether it's like a strum yeah. oh, yeah. a little different. I, I like that. No, I usually, what I usually do is I, I have the two mics and I'll do, still do two takes, but the one take has the, the, 
the neck in the left and the bridge in the right, and then the other take is flipped. Oh, yeah. See? Sneaky there you like go. That. I don't know who I stole that trick from, but um, it is nice recording at home and being able to do whatever you want and make whatever crazy decision you want, and that's why these early They Might Be Giant songs are so amazing. Yeah. Two guys in, I think they recorded in Flansburg's apartment, those, those demos, mm-hmm. just doing whatever. And that's why it sounds like Freedom. nothing else. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Not being held back at all. So uh, without further ado, here is uh, our collaborative cover of Nothing's Gonna Change My Clothes. All the people are so happy now, their heads are caving in. I'm glad they are a snowman with protective rubber skin. But every little thing a domino, which falls on different thoughts. Crashes into everything, tries to make it stop. And the mirror, it reflects a tiny dancing skeleton. Surrounded by a fleshy overcoat and swallowed in a fairy half-plastic mask of hair, a shiny marble dice. Yeah, man. Yo, it, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. Is that Flansbury singing that? That. Mr. Me. That's the Mighty Giant. Mr. Oh, wait, me no. is. Mr. Me is. Uh, again, oh, that's Mr. Me. You're right. Yeah. Mr. Me is, again, a Linnell song. But on the wiki, I just. The secondary vocal in that case is uh, uh, credited to Flansburg. Okay. <laughs> So it does seem kind of like 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 his move. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Thanks for uh, collaborating, man. And um, no sweat. Really fun. I love doing doing covers because you, you do whatever. You learn different arrangements, and you're like, "Well, oh, this is a key. Ch- this key change is a weird thing I would never do." And it's just cool to like. Oh yeah. You know, do what they do. Yeah, and then like I'll stick that in my back pocket, and uh, maybe something <laughs> I write later will uh, you know steal that little trick. These exactly. guys are, they might be giants. They're full of tricks. Mm-hmm. So now's the time where you need to score this song. Scoring. Oh, that's right. you remember, right? Zero to 10 decimals are acceptable. Scoring it against the They Might Be Giants catalog. So I believe at Birdhouse, we all went around and all gave it a 10. 
Yeah. So Birdhouse is 10. Uh, what did they get a rate? Seven? Ooh, I've kept track of my scores so that I, I, I know where I'm at, but seven sounds right. What did yeah. I give it? Man, that was a while ago. Let's see. A race. I gave it a 7.5. Okay. You, you went lower than me? I don't think I did. I might have went an eight. But yeah. I would give this song I would give this song a seven. It's weird because like I you know, just thinking in about all of the their whole catalog and where this I'm sorry, my cat is just in the way. <laughs> um oh, bees. I know. So cute. She should have her own podcast. Such a little lover. Look at podcast. that ugly kitty. Um, the kitten cast. Surprise! There's not like we're like podcasts. <laughs> you know, it should be a thing. I don't know what that is, but it should be a thing. There's, somehow. I'm sure there's podcasts about cats. There's got to be. There's podcasts well, about everything. I'm gonna go seven. On seven. This. Yeah. Because it's 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 super quality song. It's catchy. It's classic. It has a ton of things going on in it. And it's got a cr- great scream at the end. Oh, great scream. I still, I'm, I'm positive he's saying something, but I don't know if we'll ever know in, on that album version. And I, yeah. ah, ah! <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like and I, and then something unintelligible. And it's just like the voice crack. It just like. Yeah. And doesn't the yell kind of sound like Flans too? I don't know. It does a little bit. They, they manipulate their voices so much. Yeah. Throughout all their again, I just history. love on that live version. He just yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> I think I am gonna uh, I'm gonna do you one better and do a seven point one on this one. I you. think um, <laughs> why you little? Uh, well, I was just looking back and I gave recently, and this hasn't aired yet, the episode for number three, another yep. pink pink elm song. I gave a seven, and I would say I like this point one better. Than that song. So 7.1 for nothing's going to change my clothes. Yep. 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 So you've already talked about, let's see, is there anything else to plug? You've got a solo record coming out July, July 10th. And are there going to be any preview? You're going to leak any singles ahead of time? Yeah. The whole plan. There are, there are two leaked already. One is called, do you want to buy a guitar? And one is called Mr. Albatross. Okay. Yeah, so you can hear those immediately. Well, which one should I drop in right here? Um, maybe Mr. Albatross. It's 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 more upbeat. Do you want to buy guitar? It's kind of slow. You got it. But um, Mr. Albatross will fit in, I think, nicely. I thought seventeen was rough. But I wasn't hard enough Putting all my foolish trust in modern love And your latest date didn't go so great So I stayed awake and paced Tried not to drink too much But it got too late Mr. Albatross circling above A bird's eye view of simply true Disintegrating love and bring her lingering soul the ghost that just must go no no 
working high and low for a job to help me grow. So I identify the worst I'd ever know. Now maybe you're feeling uptight about my latest lack of life, or maybe you got wise about the track of your own life. With Mr. Albatross and geriatric cat Forever shedding on the bedding And forgetting where the litter's at The wailing that wakes you When you are out cold This too is growing old Oh Constantly checking her phone Mr. Albatross, a problematic gnat An ever-present, over-feeling, squealing vampire bat Hard to ignore, throwing signals at the floor Nibbling at your neck and so I won't dare text again About my heaviness by my latest, greatest moments of distress I can't recall one kiss despite this evidence Frame four on the photo strip At least three bars where I can walk I can drink and I can talk until All my blessed friends have had their fill But then some trigger from the song Makes me ghost and then I'm gone I'm so sorry about the bill, oh well, so long Mr. Albatross, a burden of a beast Dangling now way down at your feet Yours to take My gift to you in lieu of cake Ain't life great You're at BobNana.com, so that's pretty easy. Yes. Any other place you want the people to find you? That's probably the easiest hub. But, I mean, everything, all of the other places I'm, hey, Bob Nana, usually, like on Twitter, on Instagram, where else? TikTok. I started doing TikTok stuff. Are you for real? <laughs> yeah, I'm doing what? it wrong. I don't get it. I'm, well, I don't get it either, but I'm still doing it because I just wanted to make – I wanted to do a few things. I wanted to stay um, aware of what was popular in music. Sure. So what uh-huh. I'm doing on TikTok is I'm doing very, very short covers, acoustic covers of whatever song is number one in the U.S., Oh, right. But it, I'm doing wow. every week. So if the, if a song is number one for two weeks, then I'll do whatever number two is for that second week. Okay. So right. What, so every so week I'm doing. As at the time of our recording this episode, what what songs are up there now? The number one song right now is "Say So" by Doja Cat. Okay. With a with a little 
verse or something by Nicki Minaj. Okay. All right. I think I've heard. You know, it. surprisingly, there have only because whatever this is week I think nineteen maybe of the year. There really have only been. So I've done nineteen of these. Mm-hmm. There really have only been maybe three or four that were truly awful songs. <laughs> and those were. <laughs> Well, you don't see. need to call them up. Well, you know, they're all millionaires anyway, so I don't I don't think they're going to True. care. They'll they'll wipe their tears with a $100 bill when you exactly. insult their son. And I'm <laughs> posting on TikTok. That's only helping their numbers probably. <laughs> That's true. So are you Hey Bob Nana on there? I am. Okay. Well, jeez, am I going to have to join TikTok just to to keep up with your shenanigans? Well, check it out because I also do um short covers of my favorite song of that week, too. Ah, tight. Like that. So what's the most recent one you've done in, in, in that category? Uh, Damien Gerardo song he put out last week called Birds Tricked Into the Trees is the name of the song. It's really oh. good. But the one oh. that uh, I have to do for this week is Shiner. Oh. A, bit, uh, a song called In the End. Nice. I haven't done I haven't done, done, the, done it yet, but that's the song I'm going to have to do for. Man, I hadn't thought about that band in a while. Yeah, they just put out a new record. They did? They sure did. Two oh, weeks man. ago. You are really on top of your shit. I yes. am. Yeah. <laughs> I right. don't, Like I said, I just try and stay aware of not only, you know, the popular shit that's mostly garbage, but also like the just the new bands and new records and stuff. I, I just like to stay on top of it. Yeah. And, you know, Spotify doesn't need any shout outs from me, but I'll tell you, there is an occasion where like that new release radar will help me realize that something came out that I didn't know about. Yeah. I wish, yeah, I wish that was a little more customizable. I know you're sort of, you would rely on that to recommend stuff to you because you don't want, you know, as as opposed to searching it out, but I wish I could curate it a tiny bit more and maybe I can, I don't know. Are you a Pandora man? No, No, (laughs) I, 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 I never really liked Pandora, but that's the kind of thing where you're like, you're like, well, I want it to be kind of random, but then you just like aggressively are thumbs upping the stuff you like and thumbs downing down in stuff you hate, so that yeah. eventually it just becomes what you would have just put on in the first yeah. place. Sure. Um, yeah, I yeah, and I don't I don't do the generated playlists all that much because I usually I try to keep up on I, I mainly read Stereo Gum is mainly where I yeah keep up with stuff these days because um, they'll tell you about like what the best pop stuff is as well as the best. You know, yeah, you know what's awesome on Stereo Gum is that number ones. Yeah. Uh yeah. series. I love that. I just find that so fascinating. I'm way behind on that, but that that, that is very cool covering all the number ones cuz there have been so many wacky wacky songs that have hit number 1, especially yeah. man, in the 70s. There were so many ridiculous songs. And in the 60s too all these like novelty songs that people yeah. were just like crazy about. And then we're immediately forgotten forever. Yep. It's bizarre. <laughs> anyway, we're going off on a whole other tangent. We're no, and like, I, what's is funny like, is, you know, but now I'm doing these number one covers on TikToks. It's funny, like those songs are eventually going to be in the in the column. <laughs> At some point, he's going to catch up, but like it's going to be a while. But yeah, some of these songs are just like, they are not classics. No one will remember this. Why are they number one? Yeah. Children. That's why. My my sure. sixth grade students keep me up. They told me about Old Town Road before anyone else, you know. <laughs> but then they got sick of it before everyone else. So they're they're right on the cusp of it, you know. It's true. They uh, they, they they keep me young. 
Mr. Simpson, have you heard this? No. Of course, you know that I haven't. Why do you even ask? Well, you, you know what you on? need? You know what you need nowadays for your song that you're releasing is a dance. Right? So you don't, you don't just need a song, a catchy song. You need a TikTokable dance that people can try and do. Someone needs to come up with the modern locomotion, I think. You know, there were all those dance, those, cra- those Does it dance have to be me? Because I'm going to have to do it if it's got to be yes, me. Yes. It's called the, the Nanomotion. I don't know. Why Something, haven't I made yeah. a dance out of my name yet? <laughs> Everybody's doing it. Yeah, there, there were so many songs that were written like, we're going to force this dance craze upon the youth. Right, and the lyrics are literally instructions. <laughs> right. I, I hate songs like that. but The Cha-Cha Slide is, is in my top five most hated songs. Oh, it's the worst. Stop Stop trying to boss me around, man. I'm a punk rocker. You can't tell me what to do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go listen to They Might Be Giants. Uh, all right. Let's let's just cap it off there. It's getting, sure. uh, getting late uh, for me and getting loopy. So, uh, yeah. Everyone go to BobNana.com. Check out that Hey Bob Nana TikTok. This guy's uh, he's hip. He's cool. Yep. I'm, I'm certainly, I most certainly am not. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. TikTok baby, the the kids, the kids are. Do you have follow? Is it followers or what is that? How does that even work? I do have some followers, not too many though. Well, I didn't even know what the lingo was. Like, do you follow people? Do you? It's follow. Like I think people? in general, yeah, okay. it has the All same. Right. You know, as like a Snapchat or Instagram stories, where you just follow people and then like scroll and sure. watch them dance. Yeah, watch them dance, and it's all filmed vertical, right? It's got to be yes. vertical. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So all the dances have to be pretty. You know, not a whole lot of side to side movement in these dances. No, stay stay put. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Thanks for being on again, Bob. No problem. That was, fun. That was awesome. Yeah, dude. And uh, everyone could find this might be a podcast at this might be a podcast dot com. This might be a podcast dot com. This cover of Nothing's Gonna Change My Clothes and our cover of A Race uh, will both be up on there for free. And I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all those places. Send me uh, uh, stuff that we got wrong. I, I like the corrections corner when people are like, actually, that wee wee was a pitch bent accordion. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they'll, they'll tell us we got it wrong. Uh, send emails. This might be a pod at Gmail. Leave me voicemails, 224-801-2930. I think that's about it. And, uh... Signing off. See you later, man. Yeah, bye-bye. Thanks again. Be safe, everyone. Nothing smelling like a rose But I don't care if no one's coming up for I know that nothing's gonna change my